swing, swing, swing here. Oh, hammer that. Give me some of this over the triple <laughs> block. Yes. That guy's going to swing no matter where he is. Ace, it's over. Welcome to Over the Top, your all-access view inside BYU Men's Volleyball. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Steve Hale. Loaded program today as BYU gets ready for the MPSF tournament next week. Steve's Wow Moments of the Week, 80s or 90s movie or TV show of the week. And we'll chat with senior middle blocker Felipe Jabrito Fajeda and coach Sean Olmsted. Steve, how you doing? It's the most wonderful time of the year in volleyball. Yeah, it is, man. I can't believe we're here already. But uh, BYU with a couple of... Uh... A weeks of sitting back and waiting to see what happens, and then they're finally back on the court Friday, next Friday. So I'm excited for that. Okay, BYU loses the regular season finale to UCLA. What? Splits 2-2 two and two in the regular season, but BYU had already locked up the one. Cougars don't play in the quarterfinals on Thursday in Provo. It's UCLA versus the seventh seed, Grand Canyon versus USC, and then Pepperdine versus the sixth seed. We'll still see how it all shakes out, but BYU gets the bye, enters on the semifinals next Friday, championship is next Saturday. All of this on Flow Sports in the MPSF tournament. Steve, you and I are going to call the matches. Yes, it's not on BYU TV. It's through a paywall. We understand, but we hope that you'll join us on Flow Sports. It's going to be a fun tournament. Yeah, it absolutely is, and I'm I'm glad for BYU that they get to have that semifinal and they're going to play one of the lower-seeded teams in it before getting to the finals because that's a tough just to have that big of a break and then go straight to the final side. It should be good for BYU. I guess we'll see what happens. BYU needs to win one match to get through to the championship game, and I think, Steve, if BYU gets to that title game, and maybe even if they don't, I'm not sure, that BYU is going to get an at-large team to the NCAA tournament, but it's seven teams, five auto bids, two at-large. You never know. BYU BYU just needs to take care of business and win this thing next week. Yeah, like Sean was saying, you don't ever – want to just leave that in somebody else's hands like you just got to take care of business and get there on your own it'll be interesting perhaps BYU plays UCLA for a fifth time in the championship it could be somebody else who knows maybe Grand Canyon makes a run I I could see all kind of possibilities in this thing yeah there's there's a lot and that's the thing is it's never a a shoe in it's never a guarantee you got to take care of business MPSF tournament coming up next week. Thursday, we'll have three quarterfinals, two semis, including BYU on Friday, and then the championship game is next Saturday. Okay, coming up, the story of the Brazilian kid who made a connection with a former Cougar that led him to Provo and BYU, and Sean Olmstead on the MPSF tournament as Over the Top continues on BYU Radio. Welcome back to Over the Top. I'm Jerem Jordan with Steve Ale. There's a sign on the west side of BYU that reads, The World is Our Campus. That was certainly the case in how senior middle blocker Felipe Gibrito Ferreira, a Brazilian, was found. And he's been a tremendous player the last four years. He is the subject of this week's Cougar Conversation. All right, Felipe, I've been saying your name for four years. I went to Brazil on my mission, so I think I, think I know what I'm doing. But I want to hear it from you to, to make sure I'm doing it correctly. So how would you say your name natively in Brazilian Portuguese? Oh, I have to say from the start, Jerem, you do the best job among everybody around, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and it's approved by my family back in Brazil that is always toned up in, uh, in uh, BYU TV, watching the game. So it's perfect. But my name is Felipe Gibrito Ferreira. Okay, I think I've been saying Felipe as opposed to Felipe. 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 That's, yeah. But, 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like it, it's it's not that easy. <laughs> I feel like it's not that easy. Felipe is actually uh, the way you know it's uh, it's spelled and uh, maybe how it's supposed to be, but just in Brazil, I think maybe we say a little faster than normally. Yeah, it becomes a little like Felipe. Okay, Felipe. Listen, I got you yeah. for you know a couple more matches, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get it right finally at the very end here. So, okay, Amazing. let's talk about where you're from, Maringá. The state is Paraná, and of course, the country is O Brasil, which I always love. In Brazil, it's the Brazil, but here it's yeah. Brazil. Uh, what, yeah, what's yeah. Maringá like? And for those that don't know, the uh, you know falls, uh, the Iguazu Falls are in the state of Paraná. That's pretty cool. Yes, uh, Maringá, well, it was actually considered the best city to live in Brazil in 2020. Uh, yeah, it's it's very beautiful city, um, around 400,000 people. I did not, I, I left my city when I was 13 for the first time, actually. So, but I do miss it, and my family's still there. The weather's great. I miss the weather for my city, for sure. <laughs> it's 84 degrees today, Fahrenheit. Yeah, with the exception of a couple of weeks during winter time, like it's almost like that year long. So, it's it's great. How did you end up at BYU? Don't have any other words to say besides destiny, because I remember I was uh, I wanted really I really wanted to come to the U.S. I didn't know the ways because the recruitment process for international students is a little different. Uh, we don't have as much uh, visibility as some American kids do from coaches, right? Uh, I did participate in a couple of international tournaments with the national team back then, but uh, still was a little tough. And I decided, me and my family decided that it would be a great idea to spend some time in the U.S. just visiting. And uh, the proximity would allow me to, you know, like, have a closer connection with coaches, uh, develop my English a little better. So spending some time in Colorado. Um, I was a very cool guy that uh, hosted me and other volleyball players with the same objective. I uh, had a volleyball academy. So uh, I, my first, I already knew about BYU because BYU is men's volleyball is world recognized. You know, everybody when you talk about NCAA, there's no way BYU cannot come to the conversation. Uh, I was aware of that. And uh, my host family was actually LDS. So I got to know even more. And um, I was in a, I was just being as a, like kind of doing some voluntary assistant coach kind of job. Uh, and for a high school team, and we went to this cross, crossroads tournament, and Otavio was there recruiting. Otavio Souza, former BYU volleyball player, now working at uh, University of uh, California Berkeley, I think. And and uh, he's Brazilian. He's Brazilian, uh, and I was actually wearing some national team gear, like because I had just it was barely I had barely gotten to the US. It's probably a week. And he saw me, you know, wearing that kind of stuff and came up to me, started talking. And he was like, yo, man, like, do you want me to uh, get you in touch with BYU coaches? Like, I could definitely do that. You seem like, uh, they seem legit. 
basically what he told me. And um, within probably a week, I was, in, I was at BYU uh, for my official visit. And that's where we met. Um, and I was excited to talk to you in Portuguese since I went to Brazil on my mission. And uh, I was like, dude, this guy is a beast. Uh, he, he is massive. Let's uh, hopefully we get him. And we did. And here we are, you know, four or five years later. How would you sum up the experience of BYU for you, not only on the court, but off the court? Yeah, uh, both. At, at first, it was a very challenging uh, experience for me. Uh, a lot of different things, uh, both in the court and off the court. I had to adapt to the the team of the, the, the culture of the team, which was completely different from uh, whatever I had experienced up to then. And um, the life of, of a student athlete is another thing. Being in a different country, different weather. I think BYU is a pretty special place too because of the religious um, culture as well. Uh, but man, like I had a conversation with my family. I recently had a conversation and I couldn't have uh, chosen a better place, I feel like, because um, BYU really allowed me to develop myself in ways in multiple areas of my life. And um, I made, I've made connections, especially with teammates here that I've never had before and I'll take with me forever, you know. Uh, I've I had to learn how to be accountable regarding school and, uh, and volleyball, which is something that is not easy to do, uh, manage the focuses, you know. And uh, yeah, man, I, I just really loved it. I do not like the cold, though, I have to say. I... <laughs> Like when the winter hits, kind of gets me a little depressed. It's a little more complicated. <laughs> it's but, tough for everybody unless you yeah. snow, uh, ski board or snowboard. Yeah. yeah, man, I really, if I could live with the sun, like every day of my life, I would. <laughs> <laughs> you're, hey, you're Brazilian, right? Come on. Right, exactly. Exactly. Even my skin tone feels it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when i came Comes home from my mission it was december so i was crazy tan it was yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah. well good luck on your finals and uh the mpsf tournament is in provo next week which we're stoked about um you won't know who you play until you know thursday night and then you'll play friday night in the semifinals. so thanks for a few minutes this was fun and uh thanks for coming to byu man it's been a really fun run and there's a few really important matches to play still no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I thank you so much uh, for your time, too. And, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you. Um, I couldn't be more grateful for coming here to BYU. It's since my uh, senior night, I've been a little it, – it, it's crazy, you know. It, it has hit me uh, that it's almost over. But I'm trying to enjoy and stay in the present every day, man, just trying to – enjoyed the time I have left here and focus to accomplish our objective because that's going to be the perfect ending. <laughs> May 8th in Columbus. That's the perfect oh. ending. Okay. Yeah. Felipe, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much, Jaron. All right, Steve, what a, what a guy, what a player, such an imposing presence, but his English is way better than it was when he showed up here. And his uh, English is way better than my Portuguese ever was on my mission. And pretty cool story that Otavio Souza, former player, kind of found him and referred him, and then he's been a three-year starter at BYU.
Yeah, like within a week, he's here on an official visit after that little meeting with Octavio. <laughs> That's amazing. It's really cool. I, I love that. And he's such a great kid. And I, it's crazy that his uh, run here at BYU is over already. It's gone by in a blink, as I'm sure it has for him as well. And he could have been uh, probably a pretty good swimmer. He has like an Olympic swimmer's body, like lean but strong, 6'9 and long. So he's like the perfect yeah. middle blocker or swimmer. But like you said, <laughs> swimming's a solitary sport. Volleyball is quite the opposite. Yeah. And well, like he was saying, you know, he's going to take some of these relationships and friendships that he's built over the last four or five years, and they'll be with him for the rest of his life. I, I think playing a team sport, you don't really know until you've done it how amazing that experience is and, and the life lessons it teaches you, uh, you know, how to deal with people and, and different personalities and to succeed together. It's awesome stuff. I'm glad you chose volleyball. Absolutely. Okay, Steve says wow a lot during matches, so naturally it's time for... This is Steve's Moments of the Week. What do you have on a bye week, bro? Well, a couple things. One, uh, you know, BYU losing that second uh, match against UCLA. Again, they didn't have a whole lot to play for, but at this time of year, you don't really want to ever lose a match. And so that was kind of a, a wow moment for me that they ended up losing that second match with UCLA. Um, it's kind of cool that GCU is finally starting to play the volleyball that we thought they would play in the beginning. So that, again, that sweep was kind of another wow moment that they're starting to really peak at the right time. And the fact that the this regular season is over already, gosh, it just went by in a blink and it's you know, it was a quick couple of months, but here we are uh, going into the, the MPSF tournament. Uh, kind of a wow thing for me. That was Steve's <laughs> Moments of the Week. As we go to break, here's today's trivia question. How many MPSF tournament titles does BYU men's volleyball have since the Cougars joined the league in 1990? The answer after the break. How many MPSF tournament titles does BYU have since the Cougars joined the league in 1990? The answer, seven. 1999, 03, 4, 2013, 14, 16, 18. BYU looking for an eighth next week. Head coach Sean Olmstead now joins us in this week's Coach's Corner. The MPSF tournament is upon us next week. Bye week this week. Finals, there's a lot going on. Without any games, Sean, how have preparations been in practice this week as you get ready for the most important part of the season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, here we are, you know, and it's it, first and foremost, it's just exciting to be here because at this point and in this date with considering just everything. <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe maybe there was a time a few months ago that nobody was certain we'd uh, get to this point. So, yeah, um, super exciting and, and definitely a ton of things going on for us. Uh, finals just began. We're not competing this weekend. Uh, just a couple teams are in our conference. And unfortunately, some other teams had some cancellations. And, uh, you know, there was a good chance we would have been playing, which uh, I would have been pretty happy with a match over the weekend. I think that would have been good for our guys. But this isn't the end of the world, especially considering finals. And um, so we kind of stretched out the week um, a little differently in terms of some days off in the middle, uh, a day off, excuse me, and, and then practicing on Saturday. So we're here, we're in the office, and we're going to get out on the court pretty soon here. But the guys go through finals, I think, uh, all the way till Wednesday. 
And so, you know, even a day like today, we're missing, I think, three guys from practice that have scheduled finals. So, hey, they're student athletes and uh, they got to do that. So we, we do have a lot of things going. So there was a chance you were going to play a match this weekend? Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were, we were likely, we pretty much had it penciled in to uh, be at Stanford, be at Stanford. And then uh, they, they had to make a change because uh, of a previous cancellation of a, a match they really needed to get. So they were supposed to play. They then went from us to uh, locking in Pepperdine, and then that fell through too. So, Wow. Yeah, and, and yeah, so we yeah we were going to be in Stanford, which would have been kind of fun, you know, one last time to go up there. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. And this was supposed to be the okay. It's a bye week. Everyone get healthy. No COVID. Mm-hmm. Come into the tourney. So, uh, of what you know, all seven teams. We're going to have all seven teams next week. I'm assuming we are, unless we're told otherwise. Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I do. I I know there was uh, a little uh, set up in some programs. I I don't feel at liberty to share. I've talked to the coaches personally. Uh, you know, quite a few times actually just checking in on them and their staff and, and their teams. And um, they, they obviously aren't allowed to play this week, but uh, according to them, everyone's planning. We have teams arriving as early as Tuesday. Mm. Uh, I think some teams are going to be practicing Tuesday night. And so, yeah, every, wow. it looks like all, every team is uh, pushing forward, but again, it's, it's this time. So uh, things could change on a, you know, they can change with one test because uh, we're all being, testing pretty much daily from here on out. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, NCAA tournament coming up in a couple of weeks as well. Hopefully BYU's in that. And and let's talk about the stakes of that because the MPSF tournament certainly plays into that. The winner of the MPSF tournament next week gets an auto bid to the NCAA tournament. There's seven Mm -hmm. teams, five leagues, so five auto bids, two at-large. With only two at-large, it really means that winning the MPSF tournament is something you, you probably need to do. You're in a great spot with Hawaii of if Hawaii and BYU don't win their leagues, getting the at-large. But if a team like Loyola takes down Lewis in the MIVA, that can complicate things. If someone not named Penn State in the EIVA does something, Penn State is in an interesting spot. So the stakes are really high for uh, this team to win the tournament because the end goal is to get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, we... Um... We had a day off on, on reading days, uh, which was Thursday. And then we all were back together for a good practice. We had a long practice yesterday. And then at the end, uh, I took some time and it's going to likely be the only time I address it. And the guys know me well enough that, but we uh, kind of laid it out there. You know, we explained it all just, uh, we were open with them and, and just discussed everything. Uh, all those scenarios, to be honest, Jerem. Yeah. Um, yeah. These guys have done really good. Just focusing on, on where they're at being present. And that's most important. And, and they, they do that. They do a really good job of that. We had a great week of practice, even considering sometimes you're a little concerned, you know, when there's no games ahead right on that weekend uh, at this point. But we looked at all those things and just discussed them as a team. And the most important thing is that, hey, we go into the match on Friday, understanding that we've got to win that match. And then we've got to, uh, you know, win the MPSF. And there is nothing given from here on out. And you you exactly you said it just right you know there's there's a handful of scenarios that could occur throughout the country and once that committee gets behind a locked door it's you have no idea where that's going to go and BYU uh, a lot of teams and every year you know there's teams that feel they should be in and I know BYU's had a couple of those close calls uh, where they felt for sure they were in and they weren't and so you just can't leave it in the hands of those guys with only two at-larges because so many things can occur. And 
uh, there's a couple other teams that are right there with us in terms of kind of overall strength of schedule, et cetera, and, and, and record that if they have a hiccup and, and we lose a match, then we're putting it in the hands of some people that uh, may, you know, may go down a different road for whatever, for whatever reason, you know, location. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're talking with Sean Olmstead, head coach of the BYU Cougars here on Over the Top. Last week we were talking and uh, an amazing sweep on Friday night. Uh, UCLA ends up winning in four uh, the next night. So what's the conversation and, and uh, strategy been like this week as you try and bounce back from that loss and uh, perhaps meet the Bruins in the final should you win Friday and they match up? Who knows? We might see this for a fifth time, but Grand Canyon's uh, really good. Pepperdine's really good. USC's <laughs> sneaky. I mean, th- this could be a fun tournament. I think it's going to be a really fun tournament. And I did a bunch of interviews yesterday with um, some some different uh, media uh, people. And uh, I just said, it's going to be interesting because we all know each other so well. We played each other so many darn times. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to be playing somebody maybe for the fifth time. And, uh, you know, definitely for the fourth. And, and like I said, into the fifth time in one season, that's pretty, pretty strange, you know. And um, yeah, that it was uh, from a just unbelievable performance Friday night to uh, we were, you know, we, we weren't playing great, but we were in driver's seat in, in that UCLA match. And as I get more years under my belt coaching, you, you experience a lot of things. And so we've had situations where we've been down by a bunch and the other team had set point and we came back with Gabby serve, you know, three, four aces in a row. We've been on the road and done that to teams uh, literally. And uh, Austin Matutia just, did something that maybe I've not been at the uh, receiving end of. So now I can say I have, <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, it was way to find that silver there. lining. That's well, great. You, know, you, have, you have to look at it. Cause you, you sit there and you go, Oh man, okay. We were down Oh two and we came back in one and five. And then there's a, there's other years like, okay, we're up two Oh and Oh crap. They came back in one and five. And then yeah. we've been down 24, 20 and Gabby goes back and serves four aces in a row. And you know, <laughs> Maltutia goes back and just, obliterates the serves i mean wow props to them they gave them the full i mean it was it was one of the most uh composed and uh, remarkable service performances i've seen in that stretch to be uh put his team in that position it was unreal yeah for sure so mpsf tournament coming up next week on flow sports steve and i will be calling the matches so uh steve said that's enough of a reason to watch let alone the volleyball so yeah, <laughs> yeah if you're a volleyball fan it's even better Hey, and I'll give you guys a plug that uh, the assistant um, at UCLA came up to me before the match and he said, uh, he said, hey, dude, I, I really want you to pass this message on to your BYU TV guys. Uh, he just said, it, it's, it's so good what those guys do. They're, they, they make it relatable to, to, to just the average person watching volleyball. They make it enjoyable. I laugh. I learn about the sport. I learn a little more about the game. And uh, just anybody can tune in and just watch a great production. So he made sure that uh, I tell you guys that. And, and so uh, there's a lot of people that take note of that. And I've told you guys that there's a lot of people that enjoy you guys. And so oh, we, that's, we appreciate that's really nice. But what I don't yeah, need amazing. now is a reason to not like UCLA. I'm looking for reasons to not like UCLA. <laughs> I, but I, I, I'm just kidding. I, I I'm just kidding. I, we I love, hear you. We love but, those uh, guys. Was it uh, John Hawks or Spencer McLaughlin who said that? Uh, it was Hawks, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay, I'll make I'll make sure to uh, Venmo him later. Yeah, that's great. There you go. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, well, good luck in uh, practice, and uh, we're excited to see whoever you play next Friday uh, in the MPSF tournament, Sean.
Okay, I'll see you guys this week. Thanks. Okay, Thanks, that's John Olmstead, head coach of the BYU Cougars. Uh, of course, uh, always flattered by those nice comments. It's very nice. Listen, BYU's good at volleyball. It's it's easy when BYU's good. Like we just ride that wave, Steve. Yeah, those are fun conversations to have when when they're winning and they're you know ranked to as high as they are and and you know poised to win the whole tournament. It's super fun to have those conversations. Plus, Sean is such a stud. So easy to talk to and and so generous with his his kindness to us. I, I love hearing stuff like that because it's, you feel like you're trying to do that when you're, when you're doing a broadcast for volleyball, but you don't know if it's coming off that way. And yeah. it's so great to hear that, that people are appreciative. I, it's great. I love it. Yeah. And trust me, that's very kind. We appreciate it. And uh, we're having the most fun. I promise. Okay. Time so for reels the we are. 80s or 90 reelsies. It's time for the 80s <laughs> or 90s TV show or movie of the week. What is it, Steve? Yeah, I'm staying in the '80s again. Uh, there was uh, <laughs> you've been in the '80s for uh, four decades now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, pretty pretty much uh, never left. Um, yeah, so there's a, a an actor that uh, kind of had his run in the '80s. He's still around, but uh, he had a, a a great movie, just a couple of bit parts, but stole the screen every time. In Lady Hawk, and he had War Games, which was a pretty fun one as well. And then he and John Hughes teamed up to make one of the absolute classics. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, I need to watch it again. I was sitting there trying to think about lines from that movie. The whole movie is quotable. And yeah, so it's I, really good. I won't even go there. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, shame on you. And if you have, watch it again. And then we'll talk more about it because I love it. And how dare you dismiss his seminal performance as adult Simba in Lion King? I'm just Matthew saying <laughs> he's still around, still doing his thing. But yeah, Matthew I'm telling Brother. you. Yeah. I, yeah, that that was one of the all time. He's the first one I think that really made it popular to break that fourth wall, as they say, yeah. and speak to the camera. Which yeah, yeah. Was so I, that's if you don't do that right, that just your whole movie just bombs. But he was so perfect and so classic, you know, playing that. I mean, it wasn't even a flute, whatever. That I've never had one lesson, and he's just horrible. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> so great, so great. Okay, that'll do it for us. We'll be back every Saturday throughout the season, 2.30 Eastern here on BYU Radio and On Demand on the BYU Radio app. Next time we talk, did BYU get through the semifinal to the final? We'll find out next Saturday for Felipe Jabrita Fajeda, John Olmstead, producer Liam Howard, and Steve Vale. I'm Jerem Jordan. You've just gone over the top.